Siraj, uh, Cargill and uh, the agri side of your business is anyway as agri commodities business, there is volatility in that business. We all know about that. But then uh, you were in a market like India where there is volatility also it comes in other flavors, right? Um, there's political, there's economic, there is social, policy related, legal, you know, regulations change, taxations, you know, retrospective, you know, whatever it is. There, there's so many different uh, kind of volatilities that you face operating in in a, in, a, in a country like India and especially for a multinational leading a multinational. So how do you deal with uh, some of those kinds of volatility? So give us a little bit of, you know, and uncertainties together. Yes, so, so there is uh, uh, always uh, an uncertainty in the environment. It has actually become even more volatile in the recent times, but uh, going back to the times when we were there, uh, I think the first uh, important step is for a multinational is to build trust with the population, with the society, because uh, the society links into the government. And uh, you know, if you are trusted by the society, the government trusts you too. So there, while we are building a business, there has to be a parallel effort to build trust. And that trust uh, comes from how you conduct yourself, the uh, causes that you support, uh, the voice that you have, and what does that voice communicate are all areas that uh, help build that trust. But the starting point is the awareness that building business is important, but building trust alongside is also equally important. Because uh, if you don't do that, you do suffer uh, a higher chance of being engulfed by the volatility that surrounds the operating uh, your operating environment. So how did we do it? Uh, one of the early things that we did when we went into the consumer business, uh, we realized that India was a nutrition deficient uh, country. Malnutrition uh, was a big problem for India. We were in the food space and uh, that is a channel or that's a space that connects with the largest number of uh, people in the country. And uh, we figured out that uh, we had an opportunity to make a difference uh, by adding nutrition to the product that we were offering to the population. And uh, so Cargill launched uh, or was a pioneer in fortification of edible oils. Uh, we did the science, we did the maths, and uh, we realized that uh, fortifying edible oils was something which was good for our population, was good for Cargill, and uh, we launched uh, the sort of Cargill brands with fortified, uh, you know, edible oil fortified with vitamin A, D, and E. Uh, what it did was essentially that it gave us uh, what I would call uh, a talking point, uh, uh, an expression of our good intent, uh, and a legacy that we could own. Uh, you know, we actually were uh, seen as the pioneers. The government recognized it. Today, if you look at the Indian edible oil market, this happened for us in 2007, 2008. But if you look at the Indian edible oil market, uh, the, especially the consumer market, uh, most of the brands are today fortifying their oils. And this was an activity which was recognized even by the Fortune magazine uh, as one of the global activities where uh, you know a business uh, linked itself to the society uh, so that was one the second was that cargill obviously had a large uh, presence globally had a strong view on how crops were progressing how markets were uh, moving uh, and that was the knowledge that we could bring to uh, the country and uh, and we could share that with the government which could help them in their policy making so over a period of time, uh, and this requires um, an uh, effort to go out, to go out and meet with people, to express yourself, 
to carry your views, uh, which are obviously based on the large knowledge bank that Cargill is, uh, and uh, you know, and build that conversation with the government and the officials. On the one hand, we were building that conversation with the people uh, through our product. We were building through the various social um, uh, responsibility activities. We had, uh, you know, being a private company, we did not have this uh, condition. And I think at that time, even the law of, uh, for, you know, doing 2% of your uh, profit as, uh, uh, you know, putting it 2% of your profit to CSR wasn't there, but we undertook it as an activity to build trust with the communities that we were doing business in. So wherever our plants were, wherever our people were, we were uh, we always made an effort to connect with the community, uh, community before we started our business. And, uh, and that uh, takes time. So I, I used to carry a notion or a thought that, uh, you know, India has uh, not just one currency that you need to deal with, uh, which is money, but uh, you have more than one currency, which is uh, patience and influence. And uh, patience because, uh, so anything that you wanted to uh, get done, uh, if it normally would take you three years to do, uh, set your target for five years because uh, and set the expectations with your organization outside for five years because uh, very often we go out and say oh we can do this and everything is possible and we'll do this but uh, and then you fail uh, or and you fail and you blame the environment but at the end of, uh, you are losing trust in your larger organization because you're not delivering so setting the right expectations leveraging uh, the influence that you build influence is also never built in a day uh, it has to be built over a period of time with consistent actions, which are seen as good and uh, uh, generating value for uh, the other side. So we build strong relations in the government. We, uh, you know, get, got them to see the good work that we were doing and build that trust where uh, things could be, uh, you know, the government was uh, supportive and coming forward to help our cause and help our business. And, uh, and that uh, helped us. Uh, one, to grow our business, to build trust with the government and the communities, and then obviously turn profitable thereafter. So I, I, that's interesting. So, you know, I get how you built that, uh, um, you know, uh, non, uh, non-monetary currencies, as you say, with the so consumers, with the society at large, with the policymakers at the center, the you know, government and so on, the government at the center and so on with, with uh, uh, you know, high level knowledge inputs. I, I, I get that. But, uh, but, you know, in a large country, like be it India, be it uh, China or other countries is, you know, you have to navigate the differences in approaches towards, you know, multinational corporation investments. Uh, and these uh, approaches are different, uh, you know, at the center level, at the state level, at the local authorities level. And then in India, you know, on top of that, you had to have the uh, priorities and the targets that the local, you know, and state tax collectors and central state revenue people, excise authorities, they all have their own, you know, uh, targets and they have their own uh, things to uh, attain. So how do you now navigate these kinds of differences as a, as a multinational? Right? So when you take a position that you will not do anything wrong or which is uh, unethical, uh, what it also puts you under pressure is that you then can't afford to do a wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, which means that your processes, your systems, your accounting, uh, your uh, way of running your plant, the product that you're putting out in the market has to be flawless. Because uh, trouble comes when you do something wrong, 
or are caught doing something wrong, and then you have to find your way out of that uh, problem. So we took uh, disproportionate care to ensure that uh, we never were caught on a wrong foot. Uh, and, uh, and that requires a large organization commitment, uh, driving the right processes, and everybody in the team, right from the guy at the lowest level, which is uh, the supervisor who's, or the laborer who's packing your product, uh, is part of that effort uh, because a fact, a wrong product or a, you know a wrong accounting entry, uh, all these things could get you into trouble. And uh, and you do not uh, by following the straight and narrow path, you do not have too many options on getting those things corrected. Uh, so so the first step is to be absolutely sure of your operations, of your accounting, of how you deal with people, uh, you know all your policies. So I think that was uh, the first step. So you did invest in you know uh, certain states around India, right? Right. So are there some experiences that you can share? How you are welcome? Did they you know uh, did they you know sort of enable some single windows for you, or you know you had to deal with different layers uh, in terms of policy, in terms of bureaucracy, and so on? Uh, any any experiences that you can share? Well, yes, uh, absolutely. I mean, we built uh, plants in Orissa, we built plant in Gujarat, we built uh, businesses in Karnataka, we built businesses in Punjab. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say that we got phenomenal support from the local government, the local uh, bureaucracy. Uh, you know, every system has good people uh, and uh, you need to find those good people. And we found those good people. And you go to look for those people before you start your business or before you start your project. Uh, so uh, the whole uh, support system, the ecosystem support for your investment has to be built much before the investment comes in. And, uh, you know, I can, uh, with my hand on my heart, very proudly say that Cargill could build plants across the country, uh, buy land, uh, get the land converted, uh, you know, set, uh, you know, all these large, uh, get permissions to set up all these large facilities without having to do anything that is unethical or was wrong. Because, uh, uh, I, we found the people who were supporting those investments. We, be, uh, you know, the, the state governments want want those investments. It's a question mm-hmm. of how you project yourself, how you present yourself, uh, what value you can show them uh, in is there in your investments. And uh, having those conversations much in advance of before you first break ground uh, for an investment actually is very helpful. I mean, we built. Uh, facilities in uh, states where there have been multiple changes of government and roles of uh, various people in the bureaucracy, but we always found our supporters and people who believed in our cause uh, and supported us uh, to ensure that we went through our uh, progress uh, uh, flawlessly without having to face difficulties. There were challenges. I mean, I'm not saying that uh, everything went very smooth, but we always had friends uh, or people who saw the value in what we were doing, uh, who supported us and helped us come out of some of those difficult situations. So as I said, influence being a currency, this is exactly what I meant. When people could see the value that you were bringing and you made the effort to communicate the value that you were bringing, uh, it certainly eases the path that uh, you travel thereafter to build your investment, to put in your investment and build your businesses. So um, uh, I understand what you're saying is like, uh, you know, dig your wells before you're thirsty and and do this for 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 you know investments and don't rush in uh, you know without proper preparation preparing the soil etc um 
I, I, I understand that. Were there, uh, you know, are there some specific instances where you can share with us um, how some of the states um, would have facilitated a single window clearance and, uh, you know, uh, had, uh, you know, anything of that nature, which, which is like, yeah, typically so we expect multiple levels. Are there examples that you can still share? Yeah, too recent. I mean, when I say recent in the, you know, my last uh, few years in Kargil, I mean, one was an experience of setting a, a feed mill in Punjab in Batinda. Right. I, you know, we were uh, supported uh, completely by the state government at that time. Uh, the Punjab has a, sing, a single window clearance system. Uh, they ensured that everything from getting the land, getting the incentives, getting the clearances, uh, there was uh, always senior bureaucracy, which was uh, willing to hold our hand and uh, solve our problems uh, because they saw value in that investment for that region. And uh, so first step was to make, uh, get them aligned uh, to say that, okay, we are planning to make this investment. We have a choice to make this investment in different places. Uh, we would want to make it here. And uh, this is what we require. This is how we will do it. Uh, we will ensure that none of our actions are an embarrassment or a cause for concern for the government. And uh, we would expect uh, this kind of support from the government. And that uh, actually happened. And uh, we have a feed mill in Batinda today in Punjab, uh, which was very well supported by the government at that time. And the bureaucracy, which uh, obviously is a permanent, I mean, the government's uh, at the political government level, government servants state, are there. Uh, yeah. but, I'm, uh, I'm a son of a of a government servant, so I know uh, that, right? They, so, they outlast so that, all. That is more consistent, and we found the right people. I mean, they were very good people, extremely supportive, and uh, who saw our, uh, what we were doing. And and uh, and the onus that was uh, with us was that we did not do anything that would cause them embarrassment or regret uh, the support that they were giving us. Similar experience in Karnataka, where we found very good uh, support from the people in the government. Uh, mm -hmm both at the political level as well. I mean, imagine buying land, getting it converted from uh, agriculture to industrial, uh, mm -hmm. you know, getting the permissions to start construction, getting the construction, getting all the clearances. I think what is important is that when the people in the government and the authorities know that you are going to be doing your, conducting your business in a certain way, mm -hmm. uh, and you've made your intent very clear, uh, you have demonstrated that you can wait to do the right thing and not, uh, you know, push for things to be done uh, just because you want to speed up. Uh, so as I said, patience is a virtue or a currency that you need to deploy. Uh, everyone sort of uh, falls in line because uh, all at the end of the day, everyone wants to see those investments. They want to see thriving business because it converts to uh, generating employment. And uh, interestingly for us, all our businesses are actually based in the rural areas. So. Every time we set up a plant anywhere, it had an impact on the local economy and right. uh, whether from employment for small businesses, finding reasons to come up there. Uh, so there was a good social cause associated with what we were doing, irrespective of us saying it or not. And I think as long as we could uh, uh, showcase it or uh, get people to understand that rationale, uh, we got the support. Right. So, uh, you know, Siraj, uh, that reminds me of, uh, you know, the speech that you gave in uh, Singapore Management University's couple of years back, uh, where I teach, uh, you know, you spoke on uh, ethical business practices in India, right? Um, could you share with our viewers and listeners, you know, your experiences in in practicing them and uh, and some suggestions how to implement them? So, as, as I said um, uh, earlier in my conversation just now, that you have to find the right people in the system. 
there are people who are committed uh, at both the political and the bureaucracy level who want uh, who if you're able to build the trust that you are doing the right thing which is good for you but also good for the state and its people uh, and uh, it takes time to identify those people uh, there is uh, you know one has been in the country long enough to know uh, you know how things work so it is uh, not to say that you know i ha i have to have an understanding of how the bureaucracy works how the government works how permissions are given and uh, and finding the right people uh, and those right people are uh, inherently good people and as you're as long as you're able to convince them and they see that you are coming with a good intent and you intend to do the right thing uh, they will support you. And, uh, and uh, okay, so one thing is that very often we make the mistake of starting from the bottom of the government sort of hierarchy. Uh, we uh, purposely, as an approach, started from the top. So, uh, so the first person that we sought support from was the leader of the state and uh, you know and the senior level of bureaucracy. And because those are people who are having that larger vision of what is good for the state, what is required uh, with an investment coming in, the impact it will have. And uh, and Cargill obviously is a great uh, global brand. So uh, you're not some XYZ going there saying that, you know, I promise this. I mean, uh, we had enough examples of what Cargill has done around the globe uh, to make a difference to uh, geographies where Cargill has gone and invested. So we could share those stories. We could showcase the work that we've done in other places to say that we can replicate that in India too. And, uh, and we got people to buy into that rationale and we delivered. So it is not just about making promises or uh, you know, showing off what we've done elsewhere. Uh, I think every Kargil plant in India is an example of how well-run plants can be, uh, how we conduct our operations, the practices that we adopt, whether for employee safety, food, uh, the product safety, our concern for the environment, our concern for uh, you know, uh, the whole, uh, how we distribute and the processes that we adopt in Kargil. Uh, I think all those were demonstration of uh, how a good company functions and uh, there were enough supporters in the government who saw that value and supported our uh, initiatives and efforts. So uh, the things that jump out uh, for me, you know, in terms of uh, takeaways for, uh, you know, ethical business practices in India are one, um, identify uh, leaders, um, senior government servants, who have a similar uh, point of view and approach to you know uh, investments as well as business that it should be ethically done to you know th those people also should be like you know welcoming you know investments and business into their country uh, into their states and so on uh, the other thing that you mentioned was that uh, uh, have uh, your own people who have a similar set of value systems and you know which you which you train them to 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 uh, do that third is you mentioned that you have the patience and you know don't be looking for instant business to uh, identify shortcuts fourth you said is uh, uh, have strong um, communications both internally as well as externally on your processes your values your uh, deliverables as well as what you have delivered your track record and uh, so on and so forth um, anything that that i have missed out no that's uh, that's uh, you've captured it very well and uh, summarized it very well uh, all of those things are critical for and frankly if you look at all the successful companies today uh, operating and specifically the multinationals today you would find this common across them i mean they connect uh, one more thing probably you can add there is that uh, while we do everything to get our business right 
uh, we have to measure the impact we're having on the society and uh, and contribute to that and uh, focus on building increasing that impact uh, because the aligning the society is important for your business to thrive yeah on that uh, very high note i think uh, we should uh, bring this uh, discussion to an end thank you very much we definitely will call you back to explore other topics of interest you know about uh, your experiences in mncs not only that but the, the fascinating things that you're currently doing in your current role uh, so Thank you very much, Siraj, for this, uh, spending the time and explaining your experience, you know, uh, how one can navigate the Indian environment as a, you know, a leader of a multinational corporation. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Michael. Pleasure speaking to you again. Thank you for joining us in yet another episode of Move Conversations. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to the Move Conversations YouTube channel and press the bell icon to get notifications of new episodes. Thank you very much. Till I see you in the next episode. Thank you very much. Have a great day.